Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message got a little bit messed up because our recording for Revelations chapter 5 is going to have to be redone. So we'll go on to Revelations chapter 6 and we'll pick up chapter 5 when we can get a fresh recording. Music is the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir singing Written in Red. Chapter 6, and I saw one of the lamb, over one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw in my hole a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth to conquer and, and to conquer. Do you know, underline verse 2. That's the Antichrist, a dictator. 
sitting on that white horse. Jesus' white horse is on the other end. In the other end of the book of Revelation, not right there. Chapter 6, for such seal as open events which follow take place on earth below what follows in Revelation 6 through 19. It's called David's seventh week. In Daniel 9, the time of Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah 30 and 7. The time of trouble in Daniel 12, 1. As the seven seals are open and the wrath of God is poured out the vision of Jesus changes from Savior to Judge, from lamb to lion. The first beast is the lion. Revelation 4, 7. Verse 2, the white horse rider is the most controversial figure in Scripture. If the rider on the white horse is Jesus Christ, then this world is getting better and better as Christ gradually conquers. If it is not Jesus Christ, then 98% of all theological schools are teaching a bold-faced lie about a major Christian doctrine. Who cares? You better care. The Bible teaches that immediately after the church is caught up, that a terrible world dictator will come who will be Satan incarnated. Satan is a human form, in a human form. You notice that he is coming on a horse. He is imitating Jesus. In Revelation 19:11, Jesus Christ is riding a right horse. If there was any man in the Bible that would really imitate Christ, it would be Satan. In the Bible, he is the higher power in the universe outside of God. Jesus had a city who was bride, Revelation 21. Satan has a city who was a bride, Revelation 17. Two of the world, John 8 and 12, 9 and 5. Jesus said, I am the light. Satan is called an angel of light. Second Corinthians 11, 14. Jesus Christ is called a king of kings, Revelation. 1916, Satan is the king over all the children of pride. Job 41, 34. Jesus Christ is called the prince of peace, Isaiah 9, 6. Satan is called the prince of this world, John 14, 30. Jesus Christ is called my Lord and my God, John 20 and 28. Satan is called the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Jesus said to Satan, when tempted by him, it is written, Luke 4, 4. Satan quotes the scripture right back to him, and it is written. It goes part of Psalm 91, 11, Luke 4, 4. Jesus is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, Revelation 5, 5. Satan is called the Lion of 1 Peter 5, 8. In plainer words, the most perfect imitator of the Lord Jesus Christ is Satan himself. He's the worst. Chapter 6. Verse 3 and 4, and when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that set up their own to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. That was given unto him a great sword. This red horse represents war. Verse 3 and 4, the second beast is a calf, Revelation 4 7. This shows the rise of the Antichrist, taking freedom from the earth, consolidating governments. These people who believe that the world is getting better and better all the time and that Christ is gradually conquering 
have had a little trouble in verse 4. So they just leave it out. The white horse is followed by bloodshed. Verse 5 and 6. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I had beheld to the black horse. He that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of four beasts saying to me, Measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see that thou art not the old. Third beast, on the third seal is famine. Third beast is the man, Revelation 4 7, a measure of wheat is profiting one quarter. Court. A penny was a normal day's wage for a laborer. Imagine day's wage on a buying a quarter of wheat. The depression of 1920s and 30s was nothing compared to the one that is coming after the church is called out. All in wine in the Bible seemed my symbol is luxury. There will be some in that day the world shall be cast into a terrible time, time of hunger. Verse 7 and 8. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked at me, old pale horse, and his name that said of him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto him. To them over the fourth part of the earth to kill it, with sword and with hunger and with death and with beasts of the earth. The fourth seal was death. Verse 7 and 8 said, One fourth part of the earth seemed to imply that one fourth part of the people of the earth will be killed. The world's population is approximately three billion. One quarter of that would be 750 million people. Can you imagine that many people killed in such a short period of time? Verse 9, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain by the word of God and for the testimony which they have. This is the fifth seal of the martyrs, saying, You ought to underline that last part of it for the word of God and for the testimony which they have heard. Verse 10, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, how long, O Lord, I hold in truth as thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth, and white rose was given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they would rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Nine through eleven, these verses deal with the souls of martyrs. These martyrs must be the ones who are to be killed for the gospel during the tribulation up to this time. Notice why these are to be killed for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Notice that they are under the altar. Why under? The answer is simple. The brazen altar was the place of sacrifice. Every person who dies for Jesus gives his supreme sacrifice. Seven things are taught here about souls. The dead in Christ are still alive. They can be seen. John said that he saw them. Third thing, they are with Jesus. Notice their cry, how long? They are anxious to gain their glorified bodies. They cry out to God to bring judgment and vengeance on the earth. A soul is a bodily shape, which is shaped exactly like the body of flesh. The soul has arms, legs, 
eyes, ears, nose, throat, mouth, lips, teeth, and tongue, back, jaw, stomach, and the work. The soul leaves the body at death, Genesis 35, 18. 2 Timothy 4, Philippians 1, 23, verse 12 through 17. And I beheld when he had opened a sick seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth fire, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell upon the earth, even as a tree, fig tree cast their untimely figs, which she shaken everybody wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, and it is rolled together, and every mountain and island removed out of their places. Verse 15, 16, need to be on the line. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondsman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens, and the rocks, and the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sat it on the throne from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is coming, who shall be able to stand? I got right beside that verse of scripture there. Verse 15, 16, the sinner's prayer meeting. But they learn how to pray then. The sinners pray me in the sixth plague. The wrath of God expresses through nature. There was a great earthquake. The word here for earthquake means quickening in general. In other words, there would be a quickening all over the earth. It also means to shake, toss, or jar. It involves the entire world and planetary system in a time of commotion. And the sun became black. Imagine sleeping until noon and it's still being dark. Such a day took place in the northeastern section of this country. In May 1780, people were in a state of panic as the day became dark for seeing seemingly no reason at all. Matthew 24, 7, through 29, Luke 21, 11, Luke 21, 25, 26, Mark 13, 24, 26. Verse 13, you can easily imagine transpiring after this reverse trap. On November 13, 1833, a night like this happened, and the people were scared to death. On that night, for nearly three hours, fiery balls filled. The sky and people were horrified. In verse 14, 17, kings who thought they were too powerful for Jesus, great men who thought they were too great for God, rich men who thought they were too wealthy for God, soldiers who thought they were too strong for God. All Christ rejectors, look at what they prayed for, the rocks to fall on them. They rejected the rock of ages, and now they are praying to the rocks. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.